0: It's going to be exciting. Come on, let's give God a big hand. You got a little postcard that looks just like this. Sanford's biggest Easter egg hunt. We are doing our thirteenth annual, thirteenth annual Easter egg hunt here at City Church. But the really cool thing is we're actually adding another service this year. We're going to have Friday night good service, which we have every year at eight o'clock, uh, seven o'clock service. And we focus on the cross and some stuff that God's doing in our life and take communion together, preparing our hearts for Resurrection Sunday. And this year, Resurrection Sunday we actually begins Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night, we're going to be having a service and uh, you can make yourself available to that. If you want to maybe drive to Point Siena to be with your family on Sunday morning, you can attend church on Saturday night. And then we'll be having our three Sunday morning services, 830, 10 o'clock. In 1145. So, everyone, hey, bring a friend. It's going to be a great, great weekend. We have our dream team meeting tonight. And uh, we're going to be talking about how we're going to be doing Easter this year. If you're interested in being part of the team, we encourage you to be here tonight. If you have your Bibles, I want you to stand with me this morning for the reading of God's Word. For the reading of God's Word. We're in a series entitled Dollars and Cents. Dollars and since I believe this message today I believe this message today has one of the greatest impacts to change your future of any message that i 'd preach in this church. I really believe this. I believe that if you not, not just hear it but apply the word of God to your life in this area, this message has the greatest potential to change your future of anything that I could preach at this church we 're going to look at two passages of scripture old and new. The first one is Deuteronomy chapter 15. You have a little handout of this morning. Everyone should have got the handout. It looks something like this. And uh, you can take that handout. The scripture verses are in there. If you don't have your Bibles, but if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse number six. And the Bible says, for the Lord, your God will bless you. Oh, anybody just like the way that sounds right now? <laughs> How many of you want God to bless you? The Lord your God will bless you as he promised. He promised. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Ooh, ow. Ow, you could read that several ways. And you shall rule over many nations, but they shall not rule over you. Now I want you to turn in the New Testament to Romans chapter 13. We're going to read verses 7 and 8. Romans 13, verse 7 and 8. And the Bible says, pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. Oh, no one anything except to love each other for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Father, thank you this morning for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that we've worshipped you and we've taken communion, representing, Lord Jesus, what you did personally for us. And I thank you, Lord, that in this moment, God, our hearts are clean, our hearts are free, our, our minds are renewed. And, and I pray for every person here to have a spiritual ear to hear. God, I pray that you'll help me in this 10 o'clock service to communicate clearly your passion and your desire for each of, each of us to be blessed, to be blessed to be givers, to be generous. Lord, I thank you for your kindness today and your wonderful name. Amen. You may be seated. Our big idea is really simple this morning. It's simple, but it's really hard. This message that I'm speaking today is simple, but it's really hard. Now, there's some people in this room, your financial life is together, you've applied these principles. Let me tell you, listen, don't think that you have it all figured out. Because it's just the moment you think you have it figured out something comes into your life and you backslide. And so listen, I want to encourage everyone here. Listen, there are children, grandchildren, there are people in your future. If you have this together, there are people in your future that you'll need to communicate this message to. But for many people and for most Americans, most Americans, we need to hear this message. A big idea today is that being free from personal debt requires a firm commitment self-sacrifice, and a faith that God is able to help you live a life of financial freedom. That God is able to help you live a life of financial freedom. Something happened in our culture just five years ago. It's called the Great Recession. Uh, we, we've never experienced anything like this in our lifetime. Not only in our lifetime, but our grandparents' lifetime. Other than the Great Depression, which lasted for many years and caused great economic hardship in our nation, which precipitated a war and cost millions of people's lives, this Great Recession has impacted more people in America in a negative way financially than any other thing. More people have lost their homes. More people have given their homes back to the bank in the last five years than any time in American history. More people have gone bankrupt. More people have filed personal bankruptcy in the last five years than any time in American history. We have a problem in our culture. It's called opium. Everyone say opium. Opium simply means that we're addicted to other people's money. We have an addiction to other people's money. And it isn't just on an individual level, on a grand scale. Our government is addicted to other people's money. And and here's a challenge that we have today. Everyone wants a piece of you. Everyone wants a piece of you. You have a basic. We have a a basic cable program. Just so that we can get internet. And so we can actually see our our new plasma or LED screen. And so I get a phone call. I don't know how they get my cell phone number. They got my cell phone number. I get a a cell phone call two months ago. And you know what they want to do? They want, what of my money? They want more of my money. They want to upgrade my package, right? I mean, everybody wants a piece of you. You have a basic cell phone package, but if you get, you know, these newfangled, telephones like we have today that got all these apps on them and then well that's going to cost you an additional ten dollars a month plus now you've got to have a data package and that's twenty nine ninety five a month and then you go and buy yourself an iPad but it's not good enough to just use it at home connected to, to the internet you have at home. You want to be able to drive down the road using your iPad and and so you have a data package on there. Well that's only twenty nine ninety five a month but if you want the full package that's another fifty dollars a month because everyone wants a piece of you. Everyone does. It's a fact. There are marketing strategists all across America that are trying to figure out how to separate you from your money. That's their whole goal in life. How do I separate this individual from their money? So what's at stake today? What's at stake in our life? The first thing that's at stake, Dave Ramsey says it. What's at stake is your financial peace. Let me tell you, if you don't have financial peace in your life and you're living on the edge and there's never enough money and there's more money and you're always living under that that fear and you're always living under that kind of that weight, it's stress. It's very, very stressful. What's at stake is peace. And the Bible says that God gives us a peace that passes under understanding. So if there's a lack of peace in our life in this area, it means that God wants to change some things for you and I. Your ability to affect your family tree. I mean, one of the things, you know, I love my parents and I thank God for them, but but they didn't help me in this area very much. They just didn't help me in this area because my father was a classic example of a typical American who was addicted to other people's money. He tried to borrow his way to prosperity. He tried to borrow his way to get stuff. And, and our family was always a struggle and always attention. tension. I had to make a decision in my personal life that I was going to live differently. I was going to live financially free. Your ability to retire. I mean, fewer and fewer Americans can actually retire. I read the other day that 86% of Americans get to retirement age and don't have $500 in the bank. That's an amazing statistic. That's an amazing statistic. Your ability to someday do things a little differently in your life. If you don't make choices today, then ultimately your ability to be generous. Because if you're constantly living under financial priests, you just can't figure out how you can give. You just can't figure out how you can do what Jesus said to be a blessing to other people's lives. But what does the Bible really say about lending and borrowing? What does the Bible really say about lending and borrowing? First, I want to talk on the positive. I want to talk about the positive. Put the next verse up in, in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 15 says it like this. For the Lord your God will bless you. I just love that. I love the blessings of God. Anybody just love the blessings of God? Come on. I want. Oh, I love to be blessed. The Lord your God will bless you as he promised, and you will lend to many people. You will lend to other people. God wants to bless you. God wants you to be financially free so you can be generous. Because God is generous. We serve a generous God. Isn't that right? Come on, when He forgave you of your sins, when you messed up this week and you know you screwed up and you came to Him and you asked Him for forgiveness and somehow, man, His grace was there and you felt like you got a brand new start. You know why that is? Because you serve a generous God. And His mercies are new every morning. And he wants to bless you because you're his child. But he's a good dad. He's a good dad. And good dad doesn't just speak life over you. Good dad speaks truth to you. And the fact is the Bible also says other things about money. Things that are a little more difficult. As a matter of fact, the Bible says... uh, uh, Can you put the next verse up for me? The Bible says in Proverbs that the rich rule over the poor. And the borrower is servant to the lender. If you owe, you owe, you owe You know your insurance bill and you owe your your rent payment and you owe a a car payment and you owe insurance on your car. You have all these things, your credit card and your cell phone and your cable bill and your electric bill and your water bill and, and all these things. They start to put all this pressure on you and you owe. And so off to work you go. I owe, I owe, I owe. And you start to feel this bondage can't get out from underneath it and one little hiccup one little bump one little i mean one little loss of a job you know that you know that's it is a big deal but let me tell you if you're not living financially free one loss of a job sends your whole life into a tailspin jobs by the millions were axed in the united states after 2008 after the recession began millions of people were completely upside down they found their mortgages upside down all these things and because they were living right on the line from paycheck to paycheck Bam, everything fell apart in the world. It's because the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower is servant to the lender. The rich bar the, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. The third thing I see this morning is that listen, if we are enslaved or we owe people, we must repay them. Here's the bottom line. We don't hear this a lot in church today, but the fact is, the Bible says the wicked borrow, the wicked borrow and don't repay. Now, that's a pretty strong verse. Because in the last five years, over five million people in America have walked away from their homes. Five million people have gone bankrupt. Millions, millions more have filed bankruptcy. Uh, There's a website addressing uh, people who own homes whose mortgages are upside down. And the website is called walkaway.com. It's the name of the website, walkaway.com. And millions of people have used this website, gone to this website. I've actually looked at uh, the guys that put it together. They have these little videos in there. And they give you a strategy on how you can alleviate yourself from this burden, this upside down home. I personally live in a home that the value of the home is less than the mortgage. Everyone say that's a problem. And I gotta tell you that I've had that thought. I've had that thought go through my mind. But I have another problem. I have the Word of God hidden away in my heart. And the Word of God hidden in my heart, I would lay there at bed and I would talk to my wife about this and all of a sudden this verse would just come floating through my mind. The wicked borrow and don't repay. And I'm like, oof. That one just makes me nervous. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be, I want to be a generous man. I want to be able to lend. I want to be able to give. So what does the Bible really say? Well, the Bible says that God wants to bless you. The Bible also says that borrowing can be a big problem in your life. So why are we drowning in debt? How come? How come? Uh, Proverbs chapter 30 verse 15 says it like this. The leech has two suckers. (laughs) You know what that leech has? They cry out, more, more. Everything in our culture is driven for more, more stuff more consumption they have these reality tv programs and they're called hoarders or they talk about they go into these people's homes who amass stuff and collect stuff and i mean you can't even like open the front door i mean they got stuff on top of stuff and and why does that what happens what isn't just hoarders it isn't just people who have stuff it's just a culture where everything is planned for more how much you want to spend? Just a little bit more. You go to buy a new card. You get into the card dealer. and they say, well, you can add this option and this option and this option and it's just a little bit more. Easy monthly payments. The leech has two suckers. More, more, they cry. There are three other things. No, four that are never satisfied. You know what's never satisfied? The desire for more stuff. It's just never satisfied. The new clothes, the new computer. I have a a Dell computer that that somebody at the church bought another staff member years ago back in 2005. And I've been using that computer for eight years. And I'm like, i just got to get a new, I mean, eight years. And, you know, now programs are running slower. And the other day I I looked at the hard drive and it had 2% left on the hard drive. And I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of stuff. And because there's something, you know, we, we just need more. You get a, a cell phone. Cell phone industry is notorious for this. Uh, I've been kind of on the front end of technology in the cell phone world. And, you know, eight years ago I had a sidekick. And then it was this phone and this phone. And, and every 18 months, it used to be two years they let you upgrade. Now they've moved it down to every 18 months they let you upgrade. And we're always upgrading. And we want more, faster, bigger, better. It's the way our culture is driven. We have to resist this. We're drowning in debt, not just individually, but as a nation. Uh, the the, the fact is today for many times for many people there's just more month and money there's more month and money access to credit i mean your dog can get credit card applications today your 12 year old children they're in junior high and the credit card companies start targeting them justin bieber's got a little credit card that he's marketing now to parents to give to their children i mean you're just like it's insane it's insanity the world that we live in. We have high interest rates, but easy access to credit. Easy access to credit, undisciplined lifestyles. If you don't have a plan for your money, you you will spend. You will spend. You just if you don't have money, doesn't have a plan. If it doesn't have a mission, you'll find yourself buying things that you really don't need, or spending too much for those things. If you have addictive behaviors, addictive behaviors maybe it's cigarettes and Maybe it's alcohol. I don't know. People have all kinds. It's pills or entertainment or food or whatever it is. Addictive behaviors can just rob you. They just steal right from you. See, so either you direct your money or your money makes wings and flies away in your life. So you're here today. You're here today and you need to make a choice. There's three kinds of people in this room right now. There's the accuser. The accuser blames someone else. The accuser blames the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. The accuser blames someone else for their financial problem. Well, my parents never taught me. I've had someone actually. Well, my parents never taught me how to manage my money. They're looking to blame someone else. And then there's the other kind of person. They're the excuser. I'm just a shopaholic. I just, I get out there and I just can't control. I don't know why. I'm just so weak. And You're right. You are weak. You are weak. But stop making excuses for yourself. You're in a financial problem today. Listen, don't blame other people. Don't look for excuses. It's the economy. It's Republicans. It's the Democrats. Stop that nonsense. Take personal responsibility for your own life. Oh, that's good preaching. The third thing is is that there are choosers today. People who are going to choose today to live by faith. To say, God, I can't do this on my own. But God, with your power and with your grace, I'm able to make different choices in my future. See, you make a choice. You know, I've had to make choices in lots of areas. I've had to make choices in my finances. I've had to make choices in my personal life. I've I've had to make difficult choices. And I can tell you it's never easy. But there's something that happens when you set your resolve and say, God, I can't do this on my own strength. I need your grace today. God, I need you. I'm powerless. But Paul the Apostle said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today, God can strengthen you. God can give you the grace. You see, there's an emotional part of us that struggles with this. We don't like to hear about this in church. I grew up in a church, as a matter of fact, I don't ever remember hearing a message where the pastor talked about debt. Not one time. But I can tell you that it was rampant in our church. I can tell all kinds of people in our church I had financial problems. Business people had financial problems. Housewives had financial problems. Single moms had financial problems. We never addressed this topic. And you see, today I want to give you some really practical steps how you can break the bondage of debt. Really, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's, it's a way of thinking. And you got to change the way that you think. And if you change the way that you think, you'll experience it different kind of life breaking the bondage how do we break the bondage of debt number one you must commit to being debt free now you must commit you must commit to it you got to make a choice you make a choice romans 13 says give everyone what's due them let no debt remain outstanding oh no one anything that's a really difficult choice that is a really difficult choice to make a decision to be debt-free today. You have to make a choice in your heart that you're going to love God more than the stuff. It's difficult. It's challenging. You see the need. You see things that maybe your family needs. I mean, you have all these things that come into your life. But you've got to make a decision today. You make a decision. You've got to love God more than stuff. And the second thing is you're going to depend on the grace of God more than yourself. You're going to depend on the grace of God more than yourself. You see, so we make a decision. The second thing that has to happen in your life is you have to start paying God and then yourself first. You have to pay God and then yourself first. Now, this completely flies in the face of logic and common sense. Listen. This completely flies in the face of logic and common sense. What do you mean pay God? Well, because, listen, either you have God on your side or you don't have God on your side. It's really simple. Proverbs chapter 3 says this. Listen to this. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Here's the promise. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your increase or all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing. It's not the other way around. It's not, well, when I get enough, then I'll give to God. God says, no, put me first. You know, the first and greatest commandment was to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and all of our strength. Proverbs, uh, Malachi chapter 3, God is so clear. God is so clear. He says, listen, I, you robbed me. He well, how did I rob you? You robbed me with your tithe and your offerings. Well, what do you mean tithe and offerings? Listen, you spent it on other stuff. You, you went other places and did other things. But then he says, you test me now in this and see if I'll not open the windows of heaven over your life. First of all, you pay God. But then secondly, you pay yourself. This is the biggest mistake that most people make. Most people never pay themselves. They pay Visa card. They pay their insurance payment. They pay their car payment. They pay their rent bill. They pay their light bill. They pay their electric bill. They pay part money they borrow from their grandma, their mother, their sister. They pay everybody else. But they never pay themselves. You got to pay yourself. Even if it's $25 a month, you've got to start doing something, putting money back for savings. You'll never move into the next step of your life until you pay yourself. You see, not only are you robbing God when you don't tithe, but when you don't save money for yourself, even if it's a small amount, you're robbing yourself. You're robbing yourself of your future being any different. Because, listen, if you do the, th- the things the way you've always done them, you'll get the same results. If you do things the way that you've always done them, you'll get the same results. So today, God has a plan. God has a plan. God wants you to do some things. And you've got to do these simultaneously. First thing you have to do is you've got to tithe. You've got to save. You've got to cut your spending. Then you've got to pay off your debt. I mean, you've got to tithe. Yeah, that's, God has required that. God loves a generous giver. you got to do that. But you've got to save. You've got to cut your expenses. Listen, if you have, I'm going to be on this cable thing because so many Christians have cable and they have cell phones and have all these incredible packages and they pay huge cell phone bills and they don't tie to God. You know, I say, cut that nonsense out. Go down to Metro PCS and get yourself a $40 phone and get yourself a $40 package and you have unlimited, you can do whatever you want to do, but put God first. Put God first. Go get a set of rabbit ears if you've got to watch television. I mean, do whatever. Throw the dumb television out. Go out there and get a second job, and maybe you'll be able to make a little more money. I'm just offering this for free. It's all for free. I'll be back here next week. I want you to check this video. Dave Ramsey gives some really practical steps on how you can get out of debt. Watch this video.
1: Once you've got $1,000 in your starter emergency fund, now it's time to get rid of your debt. The way we attack the debt, we call it the debt snowball. This will take a truckload of effort. you got to get intense. Personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. The debt snowball is designed to modify your behavior with money. Being a certified nerd, I used to start with making the math work. I've learned that the math does not need to work as much as you got to have the motivation. Motivation is more important than math. This is one of those times. In the debt snowball method, what you do is you list all your debts, smallest to largest. You pay minimum payments on everything but the little one. And you attack the little one with a vengeance. This is the way you got to do it. Hey listen, even those loans from mom and dad or medical debts that have zero interest, I don't care if there's any interest, I, you got to get out of debt. And what we're going to do is knock out the smallest one because when you knock out that smallest one, you have this sense of, "Hey, I won. I knocked it out. I'm killing it." And that's what you got to have. You got to get fired up. And so when you knock off the little one, it's kind of like going on a diet and losing weight. So again, with the debt snowball, what we're going to do is we're going to list the debts, smallest to largest, regardless of interest rate, squeeze every dollar out of your budget. You're not saving money anywhere, and you just attack, 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 attack on that smallest debt. When that smallest debt is gone, then you take all the money you can find from anywhere else in your budget, including the payment you used to pay on number one, the snowball rolls over again, it picks up more snow, and you attack number two. And you just go right down the list like that. Now, now, Why don't we go highest interest rate to uh, smallest interest rate, Dave? That would be mathematically correct. Darling, if we were doing math, you wouldn't have credit card debt. So think, 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 think. This is modifying behavior. This is about the deal where you absolutely have to control and modify your behavior. That's the deal. You've got to get fired up. And when you get the first one, you'll get excited. When you knock off the second one, you'll get a little bit more excited. By the time you've knocked off four or five, you're going to get so intense, you're going to have such blinders on, that you're going to have the m- emotional passion to change your family tree. This stuff works. Pay off everything but your house in baby step two using the debt snowball.
0: Amen. really good. Thank you, Dave. Number three, add no new debt. Add, you know, start this plan. Get that principle going. Listen, it's really about emotion. It's about emotion. Pastor David Garcia was here Wednesday night, and he talked about the area of human sexuality relationships. He talked about the two parts of the brains. And you have a, an emotional part and a logical part. And the fact is today, the way we spend, so much of it is driven by our emotion. So you have to use the other part of your brain, your logical part, and that means today you're going to say, we're going to add no new debt. Everyone say, no new debt. All right, number four, have a great big sale. Have a big sale. I mean, if, if you've got debt today, you've got credit cards, you've got stuff that you need to repay, have a big sale. Figure out what you can sell. There's so many ways to do it. They make it so easy. You can do eBay. You can set up a store on Amazon. One of the guys in our church has set up a store on eBay. And he started off small, and, and he actually went to a certain uh, a store here in the community. And he bought clothes off the rack that were on sale. And then he put them up on eBay. I'm giving you a free idea on how you can make money. And last month, he made $2,500 on eBay. Oh, how did he? He went to a store. He bought their product that they were selling really cheap. And then he put it up on the internet. Somebody paid him the shipping. He made money on the shipping. And then he, I don't know how he can make. I'm just giving you a free idea there. Sell some stuff. Get rid of some stuff. Cut some things in your in your house. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. If you impulsively, I love what Proverbs says. If you impulsively promise the shirt off your back and now find yourself shivering out in the cold, friend, don't waste a minute. Get yourself out of that mess. You're in that man's clutches. Go put a long face on. Act desperate. Don't procrastinate. There's no time to lose. Be brutally honest today with yourself. Where am I really at? Get really honest. Your family today, get really honest in your family. My wife and I were talking about some conversations that we need to have in our family. Maybe you need to have some conversations with your children. You're a single mom today. Listen, you're going to have to make some decisions. Life might be different in your future. Number five, create a repayment plan. Create a repayment plan. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Good planning and hard work. Good planning. Here's the deal. You find yourself, you don't have enough. Man, and you really need to have your car fixed. This happened here in my life at the church just not that long ago. Last year, our church had stretched, and, and we really believed that the Lord wanted us to try this Millennium Campus. And, and we launched out, and we went to the Millennium Campus, and we found ourselves in a, in a financially negative position. It was costing us more money than what we were able to afford to pay. And after several months, things started getting really tight in our church. I didn't share this with you. I didn't complain about it. I didn't get up here and beg you to give more money. But I realized after a few months that I needed to do something. And we needed to purchase a piece of equipment here at the church. And we didn't have the money to do it. And I remember I got on the phone. I mean, it was something we really needed. I got on the phone and I called the vendor. And I said, listen, I can't pay you cash today for this item. I can't pay you, but this is what I can do. I can make payments over the next six weeks. I can pay you in two weeks this much and two weeks after that. And you know what that vendor told me? Yes. They told me yes. Yes. They would rather make the sale. Now, one, they had to trust me. They had to believe me. And if you haven't paid your bills and and you've been with your head in the sand and you haven't been proactive on this, this might be a little more difficult. But get out in front of it. Get in front of your problem. Most people just bury their head in the sand and then everything falls apart and they want a fresh start. And yeah, fresh starts are great. But let me tell you, most people, if you communicate, will work with you. But deal with reality. Take responsibility. Listen, share your plan. Tell other people, creditors hate to chase money. If you've ever had a creditor call you, now I haven't had a creditor call me personally, but I know people that have. I know people that have. And I know that they hate to answer the phone. As a matter of fact, somehow I have a very common phone number. My, my phone number used to be the church's, my cell phone number used to be the church's fax line when we, when we were in Orlando. And so I get phone calls on my cell phone all the time from creditors looking for a certain person. I don't even know who the persons are. And I said, no, it's not me. And you know, they start to get inquisitive. Are you sure it's not you? And they call you back again, like 14 times just to make sure you're, I said, listen, don't call me again. I don't know who that person is. And I know that if they're looking for that person that bad, if they ever get a hold of that person, they're not going to let up. I mean, that's their job. Their job is to collect money. Here's the deal on bankruptcy. Here's the deal on bankruptcy. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Listen, if you've already done it, you've asked God to forgive you, listen, that's all behind you. But going into your future, make a commitment. There's a sting to bankruptcy. There's a personal emotional cost. It costs you emotionally. There's just something about it, the stigma in your own mind in your own heart, thinking that your life could never be different. Don't do it. The wicked borrow and don't repay. We don't want God to associate us with being wicked people. Every Christian has a responsibility morally and ethically to pay their bills. Every believer, oh, no, man, if you borrow, you must repay. The Bible doesn't completely forbid borrowing But let me tell you, the Bible gives you lots of warnings. Lots and lots and lots of warnings. Number six, get knowledge. Listen, I don't have any money to buy the books, Pastor. You know what you can do? All these books up here are in your library. You can go to any public library. Get yourself a library card and you can go borrow the books. And you can highlight. You can get DVDs. I'm sure they got financial peace at the library. If they don't, you can put a request in and they'll actually buy the book for you. They'll buy the series for you. It's an amazing thing. You can go online, YouTube. Ramsey has all of his stuff on YouTube. I mean, there's no reason for you not to get knowledge. Uh, There's no more excuses. But you have to take personal responsibility. Teach your children, train your children, grandparents. Teach your children. Buy them books. We have this series that we're going to start for children. We're going to have a series that we're going to start for our youth and for our adults immediately following this service. Make yourself available. Get knowledge. The bottom line is you must have less outgo than you have in go. <laughs> That's a bad word, but it works. You gotta have less going out than you have coming in. I mean, if you you never get ahead until you figure out how to make that work in your life. It affects you, it affects your family, it affects your church. God has a plan for you. And number seven, stick with it. Stick with it. Let us not become weary in doing good. It's hard. It's difficult. But God says my grace is available. If you continue, if you keep doing good at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. Next Sunday you're going to hear a testimony from a couple right in our church who had lots of financial challenges. They actually they actually walked through all this stuff that you shouldn't do. And they're going to share their testimony how God has completely turned their life around. But getting out of debt, living financially free takes a determination on your part. Effort, sacrifice, a good plan. You've got to take control. You've got to take control of your personal life and then lean into the grace of God. So what can you do today? What can you do today? Someone came up to me and they handed me their credit card. And they said, you know what, Pastor? I want to get out of debt. I want to be completely financially free. They came up to me and they handed me their card. And they said, you can cut my credit card up on stage. Something you need today, practical steps. Something you need to do. You need to go home. Well, you know I pay off at the end of every month, but you've never been able to quite pay off at the end of every month. If that's you, you really need to do this. Go home and you're going to do just what I'm doing to their credit card. You tear this sucker up. Just cut it just like that. Guess what? You can't slide that through a machine anymore. <laughs> now you can glue it back together and call online, but don't do that. Throw the sucker out when you're done. This is a really practical step. Get rid of it. It's, I'm not telling you this is easy. But you're choosing to live by faith. Because this really is about faith. This is really, this is not about credit and debt. debt. Oh, that's all good. But it's really about faith. Your choice to believe that God is your source. To really believe that God is going to provide for you. Commit to taking the... Oh, well, I took that financial class. And you know, it really didn't work for me. You know why it didn't work for you? Because you didn't try it. Because every time... Listen, you want to lose weight. Let me tell you how to lose weight. Eat, eat less food. Eat less food, exercise a little bit, and drink lots of water. Guess what? You will lose weight. I guarantee you. Well, Pastor, I did that Daniel Dustin, and I didn't lose a pound. You know what? You were eating too much food. <laughs> it's simple. You know how you do this? You do it. You, I mean, these seven steps. You do these seven steps right here, and you will start the things turn in your life. And you know what will happen? God will see. God will see. God will see your faith to act. God will see that you were really serious about living free and having a different family, family tree and seeing your children different and your grandchildren different because you want them to be blessed. And someone said, amen. You're in family. You're not in agreement on how you spend money. you got to get an agreement. you got to get an agreement today. you got to pray. Work out a plan. And you need help today. This is what I'm going to commit to you. In just a moment, I'm going to pray. There's a little connect card right in front of you. I just want you to put your name, your best, con- your best way to contact you, email, cell phone, whatever. And then on the back, I just want you to put, I need help. And this week, we will have someone contact you. Because we are seriously committed to helping you live financially free, to breaking the bondage of debt. I'm going to close my eyes right now. There's no one looking. I'm going to pray over you today, and then we're going to come up, we're going to conclude in worship, and we're just going to leave this place with a sense of victory. I'm for you. God's for you. God wants to bless you. But here's your part. Here's your part. I need help. Just put it on the card. We'll contact you. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to embarrass you, but we're going to direct you. We're going to do our part to seeing you live and experience everything that God has for you. Father, I thank you right now for every person that's here. God, I thank you for the grace that's available. God, this isn't just doing it by ourselves, we are not powerless. We're not wimps. We're warriors. We're not victims any longer. We're victorious through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, God, that you've given us a new way of life. Thank you that you've given us a new way of living, even down to the way that we spend our money. God, I pray that you will touch your people, open their hearts to receive from you. God, I thank you for every person that's here today. God, that's heard this word. God, all of us can make adjustments. All of us can make changes all of us can do things different going into our future. Help us, Lord, to live fully for you in your wonderful and awesome and mighty name. Amen. I want us to stand.